Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we have a crazy revenge story ending up in a brother getting a taste of their own medicine. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I made my brother's girlfriend break up with him. Sibling rivalry has always been considered normal, but with Fred, it had to be extreme. Maybe it's because we weren't actual siblings, or maybe it's because Fred's attitude was plain nasty. Whatever the reason, I was filled with absolute pleasure when I served him my revenge. And trust me, it was a frosty dish. Let's have a little backstory. After my parents had me, they tried repeatedly and unsuccessfully to give me a sibling. And because I was just too young, I failed to understand the magnitude of the emotional pain they were going through. I'd tactlessly ask them when I would get another sibling to play with like all my cousins had. I'd openly complain that I was bored and wished I had someone my age to talk to. My dear parents, bless their hearts, were the sweetest people on earth and they wished to give me everything they thought I needed. So, for my 12th birthday, they got me a brother, Fred. That year, I'd gotten a private party. None of my friends from school was present, but mom had said I could take goodie bags to them the next day. I was dressed in a brand new hoodie and joggers. The whole house was decorated with blue balloons and ribbons, and the cake was exactly what I'd asked for. Decorated to look like Spider-Man and red velvet on the inside. I'd closed my eyes after blowing out my candles, just like I had every other year in anticipation of my gift. I strongly wanted it to be a bicycle, and I'd left enough hints around the house. You don't need to close your eyes, honey, my mother had said. Your birthday gift isn't a thing, it's a person. My eyes fluttered open with confusion to see Fred walk proudly out of the kitchen door. I had no idea how he'd gotten there. With his crazy red hair that matched his personality and bipolar temperament perfectly. Sam, my dad whispered, turning to me. This is Fred. He's 13 and he's going to be your older brother. You're certainly going to have radical fun with him, champ. I'd learned at school that parents could legally get children by adoption, but I'd never imagined my parents would've. I expected them to give me a sibling naturally, but that was beyond their control. I'd stared at him from under my long bangs, not quite sure what to make of him. He held out his hand for a shake with a pleasing grin on his face. He looked like the epitome of politeness. I wouldn't have guessed he was a rotten teenager if he hadn't leaned towards me some hours later while we were all eating my birthday cake and whispered, Hey 12, it looks like you're finding my hair strands a delicious addition to the cake. I looked down and sure enough, there was red hair strewn all over my plate that couldn't have gotten there by accident. I automatically gagged on the piece in my mouth and spat it on the floor. I thankfully hadn't felt any hair in my mouth, but things had gotten just too gross for me to keep eating. Mom? Dad? I yelled in horror. Fred put his hair in my food. Fred faked an embarrassed smile and muttered something along the lines of, My hair's fragile. It comes off really easy. Even when I'm shaking my head, I'm sorry. 
Without glancing at my plate, my mom agreed that Fred didn't mean to put his hair in your food, honey, it was just an accident. And my dad added that now that I had a sibling, I'd learned to tolerate other people's flaws, especially the ones they couldn't change about themselves. But I knew Fred had done it on purpose. It sucked that I was the one getting reprimanded, particularly because it was my birthday. A little while later, he whispered, No one likes a tattletale birthday boy. You should have been glad it wasn't snot. After that, I decided that we weren't going to get along, and I was never going to sit beside him at mealtimes. Clearly, time spent in the orphanage had not only taught Fred how to be a big bully, but how to get away with every single one of his evil deeds. Mum was downright upset that Fred and I weren't getting along, and Dad thought I'd been spoiled rotten being an only child. Both were set to stop the mischievous streak I was on. But who could blame me? Fred seemed to get some form of joy from frustrating me, and I just wouldn't let him push me around that easily. He did really weird and annoying things that only a total sicko would. For example, he would wait till I painstakingly finished all of my assignments, then he would steal my books and leave me with nothing to turn in the next day, or for absolutely no reason, he would randomly come into my room, sit on my bed and mess with my stuff to rile me up. And one time, he smeared my trainers in mud, walked around the kitchen floor in them, leaving muddy tracks all over the place, then he waited till my mom and dad were within earshot, and started to scold me for messing up the floor. Obviously, I fought back his stupid action with all of my might, but I was too little to stand up for myself properly. Soon, my mom and dad had had enough of the both of us. They didn't know whether to believe my endless cries that Fred was an absolute nightmare disguised as a dream, or Fred's flawless actions and polite gestures whenever they were around. My parents, being the absolute angels that they were, were bent on treating Fred and me equally so it would never seem like they were partial. Thus, we were both sent off weekly to a psychologist. I was devastated to be spending time out of my already busy schedule at the therapist's, but Fred didn't seem to mind. Little did I know that he'd plotted exactly how to manipulate her into thinking he was the saint and I was the devil. To be fair though, she never said any of that to my face, but I knew that was how she felt. I was already quite upset about being there. It was excruciating to listen to her patiently asking me the most inane questions like I was a child, and I hated having to repeat the only information that I'd reckoned was important again and again. Fred was a two-faced python, but nobody seemed to believe me and my resolve was mistaken for stubbornness. Not too long after the session started, Fred was let off the hook, but I was still very much stuck in the jam. After Fred was brought home from the orphanage, my parents decided that they were going to let him continue to attend the public school he'd been going to till he was ready to change schools himself. They felt he'd be more comfortable if he could still hang out with his old friends and teachers. This was a welcome idea to me because school was my only solace away from him. Unfortunately, when I was about to start my junior year, Fred asserted that he'd like to change schools. And just like that, from one day to the next, Fred was a senior at my high school. As anyone that has heard my story so far would expect, he made school as horrid for me as he could. He used his manipulative skills to get the teachers to like him. The popular kids tend to have meanness as their side persona, so they willingly welcomed him into their clique. In some sick twisted way, he had enough room in the brain for books and all his evil plots. So he was actually good at school, and the uniform managed to fit him like a glove. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I don't know what hurt more. The fact that I got to watch him adapt to MySpace so seamlessly and successfully or the fact that he used the medium to play terrible pranks on me. At this point, I began to wonder what kind of devil had made me bother my parents for siblings when I was a kid. I clearly wasn't even thinking properly because getting a sibling meant that I had to start sharing a lot of my personal properties, which would not have been totally comfortable for me, but would have been a million times better than the ordeal I was going through with Fred. I must have been blinded by childishness and discontentment from seeing my cousins having fun with their siblings. From cakes suddenly appearing on my seat when my butt was inches away from landing, to an acrid smell filling the room when I take the lid off my lunch plate. One time, I received a test paper from my teacher with my name on it, but containing none of the answers I'd put on there and a big fat F in front of the paper. I had no idea how he was able to pull this off. I bitterly complained to my parents about everything Fred was putting me through, but they never seemed to understand. They never seemed to believe me. It hurt a lot that Fred was putting me through so much pain and no one could help me. I wanted to get one over him so I could see him suffer just a little bit of what I'd been suffering. Nope, not wanted. Wanted is an understatement. I craved to see him in pain and even more patronizing was the thought that I could be responsible for that pain. But I wasn't a cheat. Nor was I a liar or a bad person, so they just remained dreams. But Fred wasn't satisfied with that. One day he woke and decided to start spreading lies about me. Ridiculous lies that people actually seemed to believe. A lot of my friends stopped talking to me after they'd heard the foul gossip he'd spread. At first, I was inconsolable that people I'd known all my life would desert me just like that. But some wise words from my therapist made me realize that they hadn't really been my friends if they could believe stories from a stranger's mouth without confirming from me. I was better off without them. 
So when the rest of my friends started to avoid me because Fred had threatened to bring his wrath down on them if they were spotted close to me, I handled it with a tougher heart. I couldn't blame them for wanting to stay off of Fred's radar. I didn't bother complaining to my parents or reporting to the school's authority because I knew all my pleas would fall on deaf ears. My therapist had finally started to partially believe me, but it didn't change matters too much. She believed that it was a battle I was meant to fight on my own so that I'd gain some form of maturity or the other. I gradually withdrew into my shell. I had two little friends and none of them wanted to hang out with me, especially not in the same home my curse of a brother lived in. I spent most of my time locked in my room, reading novels or writing poems. I didn't want to be around anyone and I didn't want anyone around me. I took my dinners into my room with me. When I came back from school, I immediately retired to my room. I didn't say much to either of my parents except the casual greetings. I knew they were starting to get worried about me. I heard them talk about asking the therapist to increase the number of sessions she had with me in a week, but the plan never materialized. Halfway through the year, Fred got a girlfriend and that was the only thing he could talk about. Her name was Samantha, she was 5'7", she had pretty blonde hair that she always styled to frame her slender face. She played saxophone in the orchestra. She happened to be the prettiest girl in my grade. I cared the least bit about her or her relationship with Fred. Little did I know that she was going to be the key element to finally making Fred pay after all these years. Over the next weeks, I started to see her way more than I wanted to. She would walk beside him in the halls. She was constantly at our house after school and during the weekends. They were like every other couple. They had their good times and their bad times. And I could always tell whichever phase they were on. When I could overhear Fred whispering, I love yous at midnight, I knew they were on good terms. And when I could hear Juice World's heartbreak songs from my room, I knew they were on bad terms. Again, I didn't care. I didn't make any effort to get to know her. Whenever she saw me, as people with pretty privilege are accustomed to, she tried to greet me, and I'd just mumble up some response in return. My surprise was legitimate when I overheard Fred talking with his friends and totally dissing and trash-talking Samantha while I was trying to get some crisps from the freezer. At first, I was taken aback and started to wonder if he really didn't care about her. Then I realized that it was probably just a toxic male conversation. He had to care about her. For the first time since they got together, I started to think about them and their relationship actively. Fred was captivated by her, no doubt, and I'd never seen him this passionate about anyone. He valued her, but knowing Fred, what I'd overheard today wasn't the first time he'd downplayed her to get a little bit of validation from his friends. Sad, I thought. When she finally hears him spewing nonsense about her, She'd definitely break up with him, and it would wreck him. It was at that moment that I realized I'd found a perfect way to give Fred what he deserved. Pain and loneliness. The only, and major, problem was how to get enough evidence to rile her up to break him without being caught by Fred. I hadn't recorded the conversation I'd overheard, and I wasn't sure I'd be able to stumble upon them at the right time when they were talking about her girls in general. Plus, I didn't really even find it comfortable trying to record him. It meant I had to spend a considerable amount of time around him and his friends trying to get enough audio or video representation of him, so that couldn't work. I continued to ponder over what strategy to use, but none was forthcoming. I was about to totally give up on the idea and let Fred be because I'd be furious at myself, 
if I let him get reasons to mess with me without achieving any goal. As suddenly as ideas come, a bright one dropped into my head in the middle of the night. Fred was really careless with his phone at home. He could leave it absolutely anywhere and would only look for it when he had to contact someone. If I could get to his phone when he was far away, I could go through his chats with his fellow toxic male kind and get screenshots to send to his girlfriend. I was devoted to this revenge. I started to leave my room more often to bid my time to lay my hands on his phone. I had to be really patient if I didn't want to get caught. Finally, my time came. He'd gone for a walk with Samantha, but his phone proudly lay on the dining table and glittered like jewelry in my eyes. I took the phone into the bathroom and unlocked it. Thankfully, he hadn't changed his password since we were kids. First, I went to the Mandom group chat I'd seen, but there were way too many messages and too little time to start scrolling and reading all those messages. I started to check his direct messages with the guys he was closest to, but nothing was as implicating as I wanted it to be. After I'd taken some half-hearted screenshots and was about to lose hope in finding actual content, an Instagram notification from Belle popped up. Hey babe, it read, why haven't you texted me today? I miss you. I immediately opened the chat and took a gazillion screenshots. She and Fred had been constantly flirting for weeks now, and he'd said he was good as single. Their chats were also way too intense for nothing to have happened between them. I scrolled up a bit, and everything got even better. She was Samantha's friend, and she knew Sam and Fred were dating, but she and Fred considered Sam too unimportant, and that's why Fred was good as single. I was in the middle of transferring all the screenshots to myself, When I started to hear raised voices in the kitchen, I could have sworn you left it here, Samantha said. Me too, Fred mumbled. Don't worry, babe, I'll just dial your number. As soon as I heard that, I dropped the phone on a shelf in the toilet and slunk into my room, praying really hard that they hadn't heard all that movement. Thankfully, they didn't, and a bewildered Fred retrieved his phone from the bathroom. Two days after all that drama, Samantha came by our house again, and as she was leaving, I airdropped the screenshots to her. At first, I thought she'd disregard the pictures because she called Fred later in the night to plan a date the next day. But before Fred even returned from that date, he was trending. Videos of Samantha cussing at him, pouring a drink on him and pushing him into a pool filled my For You page. Apart from the physical embarrassment he'd gone through, I knew he was hurt emotionally because she meant a lot to him. And that was an elixir to heal all of the many wounds he'd inflicted on me. I mean, he deserved it, and to be honest, in a situation where you find out that they are sneaking around behind their girlfriend's back with their girlfriend's friend, you have every right to stay out of it if you want to, but I think it's worth mentioning, because if you just think about it, if you were in Samantha's position, you'd want to know, right? Our next story is, watching my brother get a taste of his medicine. I've been sick all weekend with a flu, and my entire family quarantined me in the basement, so I've had a lot of time to be on Reddit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
All the threads I've seen are of great family dynamics and amazing older siblings, and I apologize in advance for ruining the great energy you all had going on. I just have to tell you about my absolute nightmare of an older brother. I'm the second child in a family of three, and my other two siblings are boys. We each have three years separating us, which means that we're not very far apart in age. My little brother is the sweetest person ever, super kind and thoughtful, and we're basically glued at the hip, so close that everyone thinks we're twins. My older brother is a jerk and has been since we were little children. He's always liked to bully us and get us in trouble every chance that he had, unrelenting with terrorism no matter how much we begged. My theory was that he was very jealous of the relationship I and our little brother had, but he had too much pride to actually tell us that he wanted to be a part of all the things we did together. Instead, he decided that he would be a nuisance and ruin whatever fun we had managed to create for ourselves. He didn't realize that he had slowly started to make us hate him, and by the time we were all adults, we didn't care for him much. He wasn't just bad to us, he was terrible to everyone. And I think it was easier for our parents to not think too hard about how crappy he was, so they could leave us with him. It was especially annoying, as our parents were very busy people who could not afford a babysitter, and they often left him in charge of us on a lot of weeknights. He took complete advantage of the little power he had, using whatever chances he had to separate and bully me and our little brother. I tried to stand in and fight when I could, but coming from a typical Korean immigrant family meant that I had to show respect to everyone older than me, no matter how irritating they were. We did try to report him to our parents, but when there was so much work to be done and money to be made, they told us they didn't need the extra trouble. Plus, he was their golden child and it was his word over ours. Knowing that we wouldn't be listened to was a good way to get us to work on dealing with the situation ourselves and completely staying out of his way. When we got old enough, we took on afternoon jobs at the mall and spent nearly all our time there. We have very avoidant personalities, so it didn't come as a shock to our parents. They would tell us when we got older that they were relieved because they didn't know how to deal with the sibling rivalry. After all, they were both only children of their families. With no siblings in his way to pick on, my brother took his mean streak with him to school and became a tyrant, teasing the kids and even some teachers. He's really smart and got most of the good-looking genes, so it was a no-brainer that he was the favorite of a lot of people. My little brother and I grew up in his shadow, but we had each other, so it didn't matter to us much. We liked our company and we did mostly behind-the-scenes things at school, like being in the film club. So we didn't care about reputation or popularity. Another thing about my big brother that he was well known for was breaking hearts. He knew that he was really good looking, so girls flocked to him like little birds and he made sure to go through entire flocks. He once dated a whole group of friends and made them promise to be nice to each other. It was wild, but I never expected less of him. He was capable of getting away with everything, no matter how insane. Fortunately for him, he didn't peak in high school and then fall off completely like a lot of his friends who messed around with him in school. He played football in high school, so he got a sports scholarship and went on to study finance at an Ivy League university. And it didn't take too long for his reputation to precede him. He became the star quarterback and got with what seemed like the entire cheerleading squad in college, and he was praised for it. Everyone knew who he was and he was having the time of his life being known and respected as that. After college, my older brother went off to the corporate world of New Jersey to make a name for himself, 
while my little brother and I stayed back to finish community college and work a little closer to home. After two years in New York, our father passed away and our older brother had to come back home for the funeral. He showed up and my mother went from a mourning woman to a doting mom, cooking everything he asked for at the drop of a hat and treating him the same way she and my father used to when he was still living at home. I guess he enjoyed the attention a little too much because after our father's funeral, he decided to take on remote work and moved back home. My second brother and I thought it wouldn't be so bad because there was a chance he'd matured into a sensible person, but we were so wrong. He seemed to have regressed, playing pranks like he never left high school, graduating to even hitting us as a joke. He never took responsibility for anything, messed the entire house up and always talked loudly to his friends about what girls he was currently sleeping with. As usual, both the younger siblings were made to go through it until they could properly adjust. We hoped that something would change soon, but we weren't prepared for how much we would enjoy it. As kids, our parents were friends with another family, and they had dinner at each other's homes whenever any of the adults could spare the time. The couple had just one daughter, we'll call her Alt Girl, and she and I became pretty good friends. Considering she was an only child and I was the only girl in my family, We didn't have too much in common, but we managed to put that aside and have fun together anyway. The name Alt Girl is pretty self-explanatory because she was always wearing dark colored clothes, listened to mostly metal alternative music, and had an array of ear piercings. From the day our parents introduced us to each other till adulthood, I'd seen her wear light colors barely even a handful of times. She had a very intense and intimidating aura that only went away when she was with me because we were basically best friends and she could be completely herself with me. For some reason, she was the only girl that my older brother hadn't dared approach. He barely even spoke to her, and if he had to, he stuttered so badly that he would just give up. It was pretty obvious to everyone that he liked her, but my brother would rather run and hide than speak to her. It was hilarious to watch knowing the kind of person he was and seeing that their personalities were so different. I was convinced that nothing could ever happen between that. But I was so surprised to come home from work one day to find Ald Girl and my older brother half-naked and tangled up on the couch. It was hilarious, and I made sure to tease them about it every chance I got. It was a confusing dynamic. My sweet artsy, dark friend who hid her nice nature from the world with a resting witch face and dark lipstick, dating my misogynistic jerk of a brother. But it was a very interesting one, nevertheless. I tried to talk her out of it, but she assured me that she knew what she was doing. I knew there would be a change in my big brother, but I just didn't think it would be so soon or so dramatic. He went from an annoying, brash jerk to a moderately well-behaved person whenever Alt Girl was around. He seemed to be completely smitten and did everything that she asked of him, which included purposely being nice to his family and doing things for our mother instead of having her do things for him. Even our mother noticed the change in her favorite son, and she appreciated it. Alt Girl was a person with a very strong personality, and so was my brother. At first, it was really cute, watching them bicker over small things and then he would give in to whatever request she had. But with time, the fight started to become more serious. Big Brother must have gotten sick of trying to do right by his girlfriend all the time, so he attempted to begin treating her the same way he treated all the girls he dated before, which was his first mistake. I attempted to warn him because I knew that it would not end well. 
but he asked me to mind my own business and stay out of things that concerned him, so I did. My older brother started to cheat on his girlfriend with one of his many exes from high school, and almost immediately alt-girl found out. She came over to the house and they had a big fight about it, but she didn't break up with him as I expected. Instead, they fixed the situation and were good again for a while, until my brother would be his usual self and relapse into cheating. It became a weird routine. They would fight and make up and fight and he would cheat and cry to her. It was all so dramatic and I wondered every day why she did that to herself. My brother started to drink heavily and on so many occasions, we had to protect alt-girl from him because he was aggressive around her and almost hit her. Even our parents had her down to ask her why she did that to herself. The relationship became really toxic after barely a year of them being together and everyone wondered why she didn't just up and leave him. I asked her and she informed me that she intended to teach my brother a lesson he would never forget. She expected me to be protective of him and ask her questions, but I just nodded. My brother was the biggest jerk I knew. Whatever she would do to him, I knew that he deserved it. My little brother's college graduation soon came up, and I decided to gift him with a trip for two to LA for a week. He chose me as his plus one, and I was really excited. Somehow, Alt-Girl got some information about my plans, and she also booked a getaway for her and my older brother to the same place. I mean, down to the hotel even. It pissed me off because I wanted my little brother to have a good time, and with our older brother there, it seemed actually impossible. When I brought it up, she promised me that we would barely even hear a peep from them. True to her word, my little brother and I actually had a good week, and when it was time to catch the flight back home, Alt Girl emerged with a huge rock on her ring finger and a glowing grin. My brother had proposed. It was a huge shock factor for my little brother and me, and then everyone else, seeing this couple that we had seen fight all the time, now engaged and excited to be married. They even started acting like a new couple again, being all romantic to each other. We went for a baseball game together, all four of us, and I expected it to be a drag, but we all had fun. Separately, of course. They even did the kiss cam together and nearly tore each other's clothes off. Two months later, Alt-Girl dropped a bomb on us. She was pregnant. The wedding immediately started being planned and it felt like things were moving too fast. I wanted to ask a couple of questions, but I'd been told once already by my brother to mind my business when it came to his life, so I did just that. I did speak to Alt-Girl when she invited me to go dress shopping, and she gave me a little too much champagne, but she shrugged all my worries off, saying that she knew how to deal with men like my brother. I just felt worse because it seemed like she didn't know who he really was. I should have trusted her, in my opinion, but in my defense, we weren't that close yet, so I couldn't really understand her motives. They planned a whole wedding and executed it successfully in less than a month, and my brother seemed very happy with the arrangement. He allowed Alt-Girl to do whatever she wanted, becoming the stereotypical husband figure and seemingly maturing in the span of only a couple of months. After the wedding had taken place in the spring, they moved from New Jersey to New York together and stayed there for a couple of months and had zero contact with us back home. That was until late on a chilly autumn evening in November when my brother called, drunkenly yelling that Alt-Girl had kicked him out of their shared apartment. There seemed to be trouble in paradise, but I was unable to reach anyone properly until the next couple of days. My brother seemed miserable, talking about how Alt-Girl had started to treat him badly. 
From his explanation though, we figured out that he was just upset that the honeymoon phase was over and his wife was only being mean to him because he was being irresponsible and had started cheating again. When he realized that I wouldn't be on his side, he tried to get our mother involved and she was quick to respond to him, hopping on the first flight she could find to New York. She returned home with her tail tucked between her legs two days later, and although she never said what actually happened, I felt very proud that someone finally stood up to her. My older brother's marriage fell apart pretty soon after we found out that Alt Girl was never pregnant. By then, she had gotten complete access and control of all of his accounts, so she emptied his bank accounts whenever she pleased. He tried really hard to get her to hand over his possessions, and when she didn't, he filed for divorce. It seems a little mean and maybe even heartless of us, but the entire time we were present in the court, my little brother and I rooted for Alt Girl. We knew that she was exaggerating a lot of the things she said, but she had a lot of evidence that incriminated our brother, and he had no way of getting himself out of it. She ended up winning the case, taking a huge amount of money as well as a spousal allowance for the next five years. Alt Girl and I got even closer after the divorce and I felt very satisfied with the treatment she gave my brother. He was a terror to us growing up and I knew that I'd never have it in me to take revenge, so she did two people a very big favor. Alt Girl and I got much closer and when I got married, she was my maid of honor and her gift to me was a girl's trip to Bali, all paid for by the money she got from spousal support. When I had my first kid, she showed up to help take care of me, and she's my kid's godmother. She's getting married to a gorgeous Indian businesswoman in a few months, and their wedding is on a yacht. I can't wait to go there and drink expensive champagne. As for my brother, he's still miserable and his luck has been terrible since the divorce. He got a random tramp pregnant and she refused to marry him or take the baby out, so he has to pay child support as well as spousal support. He makes enough money to do both and still live comfortably, so nobody was worried about his finances. Around the time I got married, he got another girl pregnant and decided to couple up with her. It was all fun and games until she left him for a co-worker, and after a full year of paying child support to her, he realized that she had committed paternity fraud because the child wasn't his. He moved back in with our parents, and my little brother still lives there and works from home. They got into a spat over a video game and he beat my little brother up, so my parents kicked him out. I don't let him see my kids because he's always inebriated and he just spites me so I don't see him either. Alt Girl is convinced that he's going through character development and I feel bad for enjoying it a little too much. It's like seeing the insufferable villain of a movie finally get his bit. Honestly, I think this guy either has to have some kind of character development at this point when they literally have nothing left and nobody else to turn to, or they just continue sinking lower and lower until you can't sink any lower. Honestly, good luck to him. I understand why everybody else feels the way they feel. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.